they always cut her same hand. Like, I'm like, that poor hand <laughs> always gets cut all the time. Every single one. And then, you know, Gaia takes pieces of her blood and she's like, Simba. <laughs> Welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray, and I am a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. According to a quiz we just took at BuddyTV.com, the character I am most like is Clark, which is not correct at all, but okay. And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. According to this quiz from BuddyTV.com, the character that I am most like is also Clark, so... I, this does not feel like a great quiz. I'm the least Clark to ever Clark. Yeah, I'm not very Clarky either. Yeah, no... Today we have words to say about episode 409 of the 100 DNR. Do not rewatch. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> I only speak the truth when I am irritated as hell. Would you like to start with with your irritation and then we'll get into the stuff or do you want to like wait for it? Yeah, and, no. And let, we'll let's there. let's just start with irritation because sure. I will give you twenty bucks if you can tell me what the plot of this episode was. Um, a lot of things. Uh huh. Uh, I would say that the plot of this episode was who can going into the bunker? Can we? But also, we can't. Also, do we want to? But who's gonna go in there? But no one cares. There was just a lot going on, and I was confused. I I genuinely, for the first half of the episode, I had no idea what was going on. And I'm not a stupid person. Like, no, I don't okay. pay attention a lot, but I'm also not stupid. And so mm. I was watching this going, what the hell is the point of this episode? Everything in this episode could have been mentioned as a side comment. Yeah. Somewhere. And then, just, they'd gone on their merry way. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about it. Sure. So, uh, the first storyline that we're going to start with, and there were four, <laughs> uh, the first storyline we're going to start with is, uh, the stuff at, on the island, uh, with Murphy, Amori, and Raven. Mm-hmm. So, Murphy's taking off this, what, lid slash door thing? Sure. Uh, and, like, either it has a map on the back or it has circuits on the back, I'm not even sure. It's like technobabble science stuff. Sure. But physical form. Imori is really feeling like they are not coming back. You know what I'm feeling like? Mm. Why aren't Imori and Murphy being complete assholes to Raven? Um, character development? I mean, Amori was just almost shoved in a chamber, and even though Raven did launch some protests, it was mostly Raven standing there. Yeah, How are Amori and Murphy not... How are they not angry at everything that happened in the last episode? What happened? I guess that's true. They, they, they're like, yeah, they're gonna come back for us and stuff, and I'm like, why would you trust these people after they almost just killed Amori? Yeah. Agree. Why would they do anything that... Abby or Clark asked them to. 
I don't know. Just to, like, live, I guess? I mean, do they have a choice? Yeah, they could go- they could just bounce and go to the bunker and leave everyone to rot. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. I don't have an answer. Okay. I also wanted to point out that they keep saying Left Behind, which is a lost episode from season three, and I don't think they meant to do that, I'm just saying. Wait, hang on. What minute are we in? Five minutes, 45 seconds, Robin made a lost, uh, joke. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm proud of you. So, Raven says, said the cockroach to the raven, and so I just wanted to talk about cockroaches a little bit. Lord, why? Because I I went onto the cockroach Wikipedia page and, like, you know, it was awful, but I also saw some interesting things on there. Why would you do this? Because I want, I knew, because I like Murphy and I wanted to see what it had to do with him. It's what Raven called him a couple episodes ago. No, I know, but also cockroaches have this thing where, like, they can live through pretty much everything. Yeah. So that's relevant. Yeah, it's like cockroaches and, um, Twinkies. Yeah, okay. The, the food from- that's a zombie land joke. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm They've ready! They've done experiments on decapitated specimens. I wasn't ready! Sometimes they li- oh, they- you weren't ready? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't want to hear about decapitated specimens. <laughs> Continue. Oh, okay, well, wait, I have- <laughs> I have some things, though. Okay. Um, the severed head is able to survive and wave its antenna for several hours or longer when refrigerated and given nutrients. Okay. But here's the, here's the interesting paragraph. Mm. It is popularly suggested that cockroaches will inherit the earth if humanity destroys itself in a nuclear war. Cockroaches do indeed have a much higher radiation resistance than vertebrates, with the lethal dose perhaps 6 to 15 times that for humans. However, they are not exceptionally radiation resistant compared to other insects such as the fruit fly. Maybe the real hundred was the cockroaches we met along the way. Yep, that's what it was. Hundo. Also, if cockroaches have radiation like resistance, why don't they just like study the science of cockroaches? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. See, the nightblood was a mistake all along. What they should have done was, like, Kafka themselves. Yeah, they should have, like, come down from space and been like, Look at all of these bug people! <laughs> Let's be more like them! That's a hell of a show! <laughs> that's not a show I would watch, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, you don't want to see mutant bugs? I do not. All surprisingly. Right. Yeah. So Raven starts hearing stuff, um, and, like, it just annoys me that Murphy's like, go get this, the seizure thing, and Amori's like, got it, and Raven's like, no, don't, and Amori's like, okay. And I'm like, but okay, I, but dude. I feel like Amori, Amori there was like, alright, fine, die. But then, like, he's like, Luna's not here to whisper in your ear, and I'm like, okay, where, where is she? Um... She's taking a nap, obviously. Yeah, like, that's the only person, because they're like, like, we had almost everybody in this episode. And I'm like, almost everybody, like, is that, like, literally everybody but Luna? Who else can you think of that wasn't in this episode? Um, I don't know, can you really count Kane if he was on screen for 30 seconds? You right. (laughs) True. I mean, 
Uh, then Imori has this thought where she's like, she can't even use her freaking brain. She's gonna die. They just ditched us. Ooh. That's not cool. And it's like, first of all, what Amori said is exactly what's in Raven's head. Yeah. And that's always been Raven's, like, number one paranoid thing, right? Like, that even goes back to, like, why she took the chip in the first place. True. But also, like, with Amori, the fact that she's even saving these thoughts and not saying them to Raven's face is shocking. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a thing about Becca and Allie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that this Becca person is Allie. Really? Because, because we know that Becca was never in Raven's head. It was always Allie. Yeah. I think that Allie is pretending to be Becca because what she's doing is she's very manipulative. She's circling her. She's doing that thing where she talks to her and circles her. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like um, Trump at that one debate where all he did was circle Hillary like she was prey. Also, here's something that my mom brought up. Hmm. What's what's she doing? She's giving her an escape from her pain. Dude! It's Allie. Okay, okay. And they say a number of times that it's the chip. Like, they're not talking about the bleed. They're saying the chip in her brain. Yeah. Which was never Becca. It was never Becca. And even though Raven submitted probably the most out of anyone, maybe including Jaha... Mm-hmm. That was only ever Allie. The only time that anyone met Becca was Clark and Lexa. I have a hot take. Okay. That I'm, that could possibly be debunked, but I'm not sure. Okay. I think that Allie's trying to get Raven to go up into space to go and get, like, because Allie was uploaded to what's left of the Ark, right? Yeah, she's in um, a ring up there. I think it was, like, Alpha's ring. So, like, what if she's going up there to gr- get Allie and then bring her back? I mean, I know she can't bring her back because she doesn't have enough fuel. I don't know. So you think it's it's not Becca? I do not think it's Becca. Because the show keeps telling us that she's just a hallucination. But I have questions about, like, why Raven would be hallucinating Becca of all people. And how does she know that Allie looks like Becca? Exactly. She never met Becca. Isn't it just Clark who know who knows what Becca looks like? Uh, Clark and Murphy. And Smurfo, yeah. So I guess we could assume that she was told that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's Becca. Okay. I like this and I, th- I agree with you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that is a really cool theory. I really like it. Thanks. Um, next time we see them, Becca is like being ignored becca with in quotation marks but she's like raven's trying to ignore her um imori is like watching all these things happen to raven my beautiful little spy but like hmm i don't know Hmm. i'm just like are you do you want to help or i think she's just slowly watching raven fall apart yeah and pretty much what's happening is she's saying you're not coming back to the ground if you go yeah yeah, she's circling her. So, okay, spacewalk. I'm excited about the spacewalking. Well, okay, how do you feel about the fact that Raven wants to spacewalk again? I think that I would do a similar thing. Yeah. I just feel like if I can not die from radiation, that would be preferable. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably rather get floated than burned up by radiation. And, like, the whole thing is that Raven has a preconceived notion that it's too late for her brain. Yeah. 
But I still but don't is understand. that Allie? I st- yeah, I still don't understand the science of this. No. Because everything that's happening to Raven is not happening to Abby, and they're supposed to have the same illness. Mm-hmm. So if Raven's having all these seizures and Raven's having all these visions, the only thing we've ever seen Abby have is one hallucination of Clark, and we never saw her be a hallucination. For all we freaking know, it could have been a dream. Yeah. So, is Raven even really sick? And no one even, no one even went, Abby, are you okay? Maybe we should do some more tests, because now you've told us that you've had this hallucination. Nope. Clark was just like, you need to rest, and Abby said, I'll rest soon enough, and then she freaked out and broke a thing. And I'm like, but again, this still doesn't preclude that this is an illness. That's just a mom freaking out because her daughter was about to commit suicide. Yeah. So... Every piece of evidence that we have that Raven's sick, we don't have that Abby's sick, which leads me to believe that neither of them are actually sick. Which would be great. Yeah. Because, like, I get why Raven's doing it, and I think that it's really interesting narratively. I just don't want Raven to die. I think it's a really interesting way to to send Raven off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good way if they were going to kill off Raven. I think this is a great way to do it, but I don't want it. <laughs> This is actually um, how they sent off one of the characters at the end of Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Like, just like that? Really close. Sort of like with the flying into space, the space sunset sort of thing. Right. And it worked really well for that particular character. And for Raven, eventually, this would be what she would choose. But I just, while I concede the point that Raven does have something going on in her brain... I don't think she's going to die. Mm-hmm. I think that she's going to go up into space and there's going to be some magical freaking thing that happens when she's in space that fixes her brain. Yeah, and then she, like, goes and, like, pulls a Jaha and comes down on a missile or something. Because, honestly, that is the most Raven thing to ever Raven. Yeah. Be like, how'd you get down to space? I took a freaking missile. How'd you get here? <laughs> He's like, I mean, I took one too, but I also had a baby, so... Yeah, she's like, well, I did it with style. <laughs> I had a better outfit on. And her yeah. spacesuit is much cooler. This also kind of reminds me of uh, Not Penny's Boat. Like, we've kind of talked about how there's a Not Penny's Boat in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Robin's talking about Lost again? Whoa! Whoa! Everyone but... take a shot. It's the aficionado's um, drinking game. Take a shot every time Robin mentions Lost. Die immediately of alcohol poisoning. What, what else is on is on that, do you think? Uh, Brittany mentions uh, Battlestar Galactica. We have to use a puppy bark? Yeah, um, you have to use a puppy bark because I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, Brittany mentions Abby when there's no reason to talk about Abby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Robin calls Murphy Smurfo. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Robin says pupset instead of upset. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. These are all good. Yeah, these are good. These are good. I'm, okay, I'm... okay. Okay. But, like, Not Penny's Boat was a character death, and it's, like, when you see lists sometimes of things that are, like, the be- the 20 best character deaths or whatever, that's usually on them because, like, that was one of the best character deaths ever. Like, you don't want it because you love the character, but... It's so good. It was so good, and it's the perfect way to send that person out. Yeah. And, like, they're a hero, and, like, it was, just, like, they're saving everybody, and it was, like, beautiful and perfect. It's everything that Lex's and Lincoln's deaths weren't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
And so if they do this for Raven, like obviously I obviously I don't want her to die because Raven is actual ray of sunshine. I don't think Raven's going to die. I, I no, me neither. Yeah. And I hate that they keep being like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to die now." And I'm going to be like, "But but, but please don't." <laughs> I'm getting tired of like the death anxiety of like who's yeah. going to die next and it's like we're all going to die. Okay? Honestly, at this point like we're not here yet, but like death predictions jasper yeah i think that harper and monty as as angry as i am at harper right now (laughs) um i do think that harper's gonna change her mind even though she said she wasn't going to and they're gonna take the rover back and harper and monty are going to live completely agreed but bye jasper bye riley (laughs) um i think jasper and i think um jaha you think jaha's gonna die this season yeah do you want to know why yes i do Isaiah Washington tweeted um, after the season five writer's room uh, convened. Yes, right, right. Yeah, and said, you never uh, knew his backstory. You never knew anything about him. You didn't even know his wife's name. All you knew is that he was a leader. Hashtag Jaha out. Isaiah. (laughs) I was like, okay. But he's them spoilers. He has since deleted that tweet. Yeah. So... Um, it looks like probably Jaha's fate will be left up in the air at the end of the season, much like season one. Right. And then you come back in to season five and Jaha's dead or dying. Cute. So that's my theory. I definitely think that. So I definitely think like maybe Jaha and maybe definitely Jasper. But for everyone else, like this show likes to talk about death a lot, but they don't actually kill a lot of people. Right. Um, unless, like, an actor wants to leave. Right. So, or I, I guess in the, t- in the case with, like, you know, Jasper, he was supposed to die in the first season and they've kind of been trying to kill him ever since then. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? I don't know. Raven! We were talking about Raven! Right. Uh... The other thing is that, so now there's Imori and Murphy, and Imori goes, your friend Miller should be back. And I'm like, are Miller and Murphy friends? Are they? Because Miller put a gun to his head last episode. But wait, Robin, don't be silly. We've forgotten all of the events of the last episode. The characters have all forgotten. The only important thing from last episode is that Clark is a white savior ni- nightblood now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Great. Um, so they said they're gonna go to the lighthouse, and then Murphy is just, like, smooth as heck, and it's adorable. Well, like, take yourself, I'm Murphy at that point. <laughs> Cute. Well, if, then, if someone's, like, tortured you enough, you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the bunker with my girlfriend, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, the last scene from that thing was that they're all packed, and they're like, well, off we go, uh, and then... Miller and Jackson come back. Is this the part where we talk about Miller and Jackson? I'd like to talk about Miller and Jackson once we get to the, like, first point of Miller and Jackson. Okay. Is that okay? So, put it yes. away. Put it away. Okay, okay. I'm, put it, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm banking bit. my excitement. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, we're... The questions I do have a little... I just have a little bit of questions about that. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, we're here. So, we know that those two were taken down at the beginning there. 
yeah. with all of the other Sky crew. So they were just yeah. like, after they had the whole Ascension thing and they figured out they were going to do a Hunger Games, they said, okay, well, you guys can go back and get your other friends now. Yeah, obviously. Okay. And, and then, then they got there all in one night and it's like, actually, did you know that teleportation exists in the world of the hundred? I didn't. I wish that they talked about that a little bit more. Because Bellamy got from yeah. Arcadia to Polis, like, real yeah. quick. So, obviously, they it was teleportation. Whatever. Okay. Um, then there's, he says there was developments, and then there's this shoulder grab that we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, Imori's really surprised by the fact that they actually showed up. Like, it's so cute. Those two are both like, oh, so you, you care? You're like, you'd let me die, but also... It's nice that you came to give us a ride, I guess? <laughs> They're like, neither of us really wanted to do that. We just didn't want to be in there ourselves, so. Water under the bridge, right? Yeah, right? Cute. Night um, blood under the skin. Raven and Murphy have this scene. Uh, did you cry? Um, RT if you cried every time. IRT. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was a good scene. That's the best scene of the episode. Listen, okay, maybe this is really on brand for me, but, mm-hmm. like, I was watching with my mom and my sister, mm-hmm. and it's really nice because my sister's home from school, and so she gets to, like, watch with us now, and, uh, so Raven's talking about how she's dying and how she's not coming and how she's in pain every day, and, and, and my mom goes, I think I'm gonna cry, and I go, really? Because, like, I was not gonna cry, and then mm-hmm. Murphy said, I'm sorry, for doing this to you. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> that makes so much sense for you. I literally was like, oh, dear. Here come the waterworks. Like, I think that my my actual sound was like, oh. <laughs> and, then, and then there it was. <laughs> uh, and then she's saying, you know, she, it wasn't his fault. And how she's okay with losing her leg, but she wasn't okay with losing her mind. Which I get. Hundo. I think that's that's huge for her. So huge. It, this Best scene of the episode. For sure. 100%. And I like that she forgave Murphy for what he did because Murphy's changed so much. And I think they both needed that before they went their separate ways. Exactly. Like, it may not be... You know, it may not ever be okay what Murphy did. Because it's not. It's not okay what Murphy did. No. But they're both about to die. Yeah. Basically. You know, the world, the end of the world is coming. They don't know if they're ever going to see each other again. I think that absolution was needed for both of them. Yeah. Then she says, tell them I floated myself. Which, like, <laughs> cute. Post-apocalyptic sass wash obviously goes to <laughs> Raven. And then they hug. Um, and you cried. And I cried. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they bring up cockroaches again. And then Becca, this is another reason why I think that Becca is Allie, is because she goes, can we get back to work now? And I feel like that's an Allie move. Like, I feel like if it was Becca, she'd be like, okay, I'm glad you did that. Now it feels like we can really go. And instead, Allie is pretty much just like, um, human interaction? And that's weird because, like, Raven's entire mind was dedicated to that scene with Murphy. Like, she wasn't thinking, oh, I want to get back to work. She was thinking, I want to say goodbye to Murphy. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cute because, like, then Murphy goes, like, bounding up the steps and you're like, oh, there's Richard. And then <laughs> Amori is, like, looking at him like, so that was nice, hey? <laughs> that was a cute moment. Um, that was probably the most Canadian you've ever sounded. 
oh no, what did I do this time? So that was nice, hey? So that was nice, hey? <laughs> that, was, that was a good time, Mary. I was editing the last podcast and you made fun of me because I full on said about, about. You did say about though. Yeah, I know. I don't usually, it just comes out sometimes. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Octavia and Ilian. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that's cool with me. Cool. Shut up. <laughs> if you guys weren't aware, this is a Canadian podcast. Whoa. We're from Canada. Whoa, where's that? It's the United States hat. And there are underpants. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Some things are going on down there. That's how I like to think of the United States at this point in time. Yeah. Okay, Octavia and Ilian. My first point, Octavia is a bad farmer. Octavia is the worst farmer. Farming does not need your aggression. I don't even know how to farm or how to garden. Me neither. But I still think I might do a better job than Octavia. Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'm just going to be straight with you here. We have this new character. Her name is Ankara. Ankara has the best hashtag look of anyone. And I love her. Show. Yeah. And I'm so upset that they immediately killed her. Yeah, she was really cool. I really liked her. I wanted more because we only have like one Trishana Crew character. I want more Trishana Crew. Yep. Sad. Trishana Crew has the best wardrobe and makeup and look of anyone on this show. Yep. And, um... By the way, Ankara's name is Sailor Moon now. Yeah. Because she looks, she has little Sailor Moon buns, so her name is Sailor Moon. Yeah. And I'm really okay. sad that Sailor Moon died. Are we calling her Sailor Moon or are we calling her Sailor Moon's real name, which is Serena? Uh, we're going to call her Sailor Moon because you're a big nerd. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> anyway. We learned that Ilian used to be a warrior. So that's Luna-esque. Yeah. Why is Ilian not a warrior? I don't know. He just does not seem like... What's Ilian's I mean, that's backstory? because he was just like, I will not kill people anymore. I will do this. But, like, he seemed, like, so, like, appalled by what he did in the City of Light, which I understand was his family, but also, like, it bothered him so much. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he was a warrior, then he should be used to that. Or, like, how long has it been since he was a warrior? Was he a warrior long time before City of Light? Or did he stop being a warrior right after City of Light? I think he was, like, a child warrior. Mm. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, like, um... Like Lexa. And Anya. Yeah, but also, like... What's her name? What's her name? I can maybe remember this. Possibly Anya's second's name was... Lexa. No. Oh, she Tris. died with Clark because Clark and Finn couldn't save her. Tris. Yeah. Wait a minute. I remembered a character's name and you didn't. That's because she has a divergent name. That That's even less of an excuse. You should remember it more because of that. But I didn't read Divergent. Well, I didn't read either. I just assumed you did. Okay, well, you win. <laughs> You won this. Just, you win just, this round. Just let me have my moment, okay? At least I remembered she existed. <laughs> to be fair, Anya had two seconds. Fine. <laughs> Go away. So then we have Octavia and Ilian in bed because we just have to have a bajillion postcoital scenes all the time. You know what I don't want to see? That. No. <laughs> you know I never do, and I don't think it'll ever change. You know, 
Octavia like pulled a Gaius Baltar momentarily and she's like, I could take up farming. And I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> that could be my new hobby, I guess. Literally. And I'm like, um, it's noble that you tried to live a normal life. Oh my God. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Octavia's like, I'm not in the war. And it's really pup setting. Uh, take a shot. Yep. Um, okay. Are you ready for this? Sure. I don't know what I'm ready for. Ilian goes, you know, my people have a saying. And my saying is, do not fear death, for it is only the beginning of the next journey. And now I have this incredible headcanon. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm so excited about this, and I'm going to take it as canon. I hope everyone else does. Okay. So this thing that he's saying is, um, it's, it's basically a Dumbledore quote. Mm-hmm. So Dumbledore says to the organized mind, death, death is, is but, but the, the next, next great adventure. adventure. Yeah. And so I have this headcanon that Trishana crew, since they have reincarnation in their minds and they have these glowing butterflies, glowing forest, that they believe in magic. And it's because they found old copies of Harry Potter. <laughs> For a minute, I was going to be like, oh, this is so cool. Then you were like, hang on, hang on. No, like, I'm serious about this. And I want this to be real. It's okay. in my head that they found, even if it was, like, just one of them. Because I think that one is, like, Half-Blood Prince, maybe, I think. But, like, they found one and they were just like, yup. Yup. This is what I want. You crack me up. This is this this is happening. Okay. Well, I can't I can't prove you wrong. So the show's gonna have to, and I don't think it will. So so that's gonna be it. There you go. Maybe if they had more Trishana crew uh, characters, they could do it. But Wait, uh, they're not. Are you saying they shouldn't keep killing them all? That is what I'm saying. What a controversial opinion. We got three new Trishana crew characters, and uh, we now we're back to one. Hang on, are you saying that there should be other people from other clans other than just Triku and Esgeta? That is what I'm saying. Whoa! And they should stop killing them. Because we had that guy from, what was he from? Rockline. Uh, and then they killed him. Okay. So they believe in reincarnation. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, obviously he's upset that his family died, but also I'm just like, then go find something that you can pretend is your family. <laughs> Like, I don't know, a butterfly or, like, a rabbit or something? I don't know. My god, woman! Be like, this is my mom now? I don't know! That's what I would do. You would, what, you're gonna Phoebe Buffet and pretend your dead mom is in the soul of a cat? Yeah. If you believe okay. in reincarnation, isn't that, isn't that what it means? Well, like, it's more like the grounder, like, faith of society was, like, reincarnation of the commanders. Oh, so now he's gonna be new people. So he's got to go find some children. Yeah. And be like, this is my family. No, Robin, he thinks his brothers and sisters and his mom and his dad are in the sheep in the yard. I mean. (laughs) I'm done with you. Okay. Uh, And then Octavia cries. Next. Hey, when are we going to find out about Octavia's tattoo? I would like to. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I don't think we're gonna, though. Anyway. You know what we could have done with um, this scene is just not had it. Uh, yeah, if we could maybe have a, a Kane and Abby scene instead. What were they doing? We don't know. 
Mm, couldn't tell ya. Wish we did. Abby was just there to hold- they were just there to hold the idiot ball for Clark, but we'll get there. Every time you say that, I always imagine them with, like, this volleyball, and they're just like, you can't see me, but I'm just smiling like a dope. <laughs> Is it idiot ball or dunce caps? Both. Yep. Except the ball has to have the word idiot, idiot on, on it. Idiot on it. Yes. Yeah. 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 All that. That's the hundred branded merchandise, actually. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's sell it on an Etsy shop. <laughs> um, so now Ankara. Okay, I thought it was interesting that she was like, maybe she doesn't want to, us to hear her accent. So that's cool. I I mean, the only person that I ever really noticed having an accent was Nyla. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that they... It's like, you know, we're up here in Canada and people are like, whoa, Canadian accent. And I'm like, huh? Uh, so Sky Ripper, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then the guy is like, you killed my friend Taro. And I'm like, oh, bringing that guy back. Like, cool. remember when you cut someone's head off, Octavia? And Kane said, don't do that, and you were a brat about it? Guess what? You shouldn't have done it. <laughs> and now it's coming back. Imagine that. And then Sailor Moon is like, get her. And I'm like, no, Sailor Moon. <clears throat> she, she like, kills them. Mm. And she, she, she has her hoe. <laughs> and she's, like, hitting Ankara, like, it was an axe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that's reminiscent of that one time when they, like, gave Pike away and then she kept killing people. Do you know what? Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Okay. So, what do you think, what do you think of Octavia returning to her murder roots? Listen, I kind of, I mean, she wasn't good at it, but I liked this, like, domestic Octavia just for, like, an episode. Yeah. I liked it. It's like, she's like, just trying. She gave it a shot. Yeah. She gave it a shot and she was like, nah, this is not for me. And this is the moment where Ilian comes in and I tweeted the pizza Troy, like Troy <laughs> from Community when he comes in with the pizza and everything's on fire. That was Ilian. Oh my God. I got so many like retweets and likes. I felt so special. You are special. But I was like, no one else thought of this joke. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think anyone did. But yeah, I was really proud of that. But my mom also wanted to point out that this is like... When he came out of the City of Light, like, he just shows up places and he's yeah. like, oh, people I know are dead. Everyone's dead. Hmm. Yeah. Well. I mean, I personally am actually, like, I'm glad that Octavia is just being honest about who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she did not give being a normal person the old college try, but at the same time... Nah. They have, like, what, ten days to live? Yeah. I get that she's like, you know what, I have to go be honest and be my true hot topic wearing self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna line, I'm gonna wear a lot of black eyeliner. Yeah. And just live my best murder life. Yeah, just all over my face. Octavia could have had a domestic life if she would lived with Lincoln. I know! Like, I'm like, is that why you're crying? Is because this is the wrong dude that you're supposed to be with? <laughs> I'm crying because that's the wrong dude that she's with. Yeah, okay. Um, are you ready to move on to all the DNR stuff? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so Jaha's like, there's an underground aquifer and there's a hydroponic farm. And I'm like, cool. Sure. Thank you for those bits of exposition. Yeah, all right. Now I don't have to worry about those details. And then Monty is like the sweetest dude. Mm -hmm. It's adorable. Okay. And then Jaha's up there reiterating the season's theme again. And I'm like, bro. Like, okay, imagine. Are you ready? Yeah. 
So Jaha's up there talking. Okay. And the group is, there's Harper, there's Monty, and there's Bellamy in the giant group, right? Mm-hmm. And there's me standing right beside Riley. Bellamy. Okay. Got okay. it? Okay. Uh-huh. And so he says that, and then I cut my hands over my mouth and go, we get it! <laughs> but, Robin, are you sure you know what the this, this season's theme is? Yeah, I've heard it a couple times, so. But are you sure, like, is it tattooed on your forehead yet? Um, I mean, I guess that's not, it's not. But it's not tattooed on Daha's either. Well, give him time, woman. Give me time! <laughs> Don't expect me to have things tattooed on my forehead. If Jaha hasn't gotten his yet. Okay, you have to do it when Jaha does it. I think he's gonna get one, like, on one of his ass cheeks. Then Monty's, like, judging Bellamy for partying, but I guess it was just because Bellamy gave up hope, but then now they did have hope again, so now Bellamy's back on the good side. I thought that was a really cute moment where yeah. Bellamy's like, you judging me, Monty? And Monty's like, a little bit. Mm, kind of. He's just so honest about it. He's like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's interesting, though, because Monty is judging Bellamy, and then later Jasper also says no one will judge you for leaving, so judging is a thing. I mean, Monty kind of judges the hell out of Harper, so... True, true. Uh, and so our party squad right now is Jasper, Bree, Riley, and a bunch of people that we don't care about. And then, I mean, Nyla's standing there too, but she's kind of like, you guys, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It was, it was fun for a while. Um, I had a great time as a bartender. Thank you for the hospitality. I'm gonna go, though. I'm gonna go. Because my booty call is in Polis. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Bye. Yeah. Peace, um, though. Much The love. next thing is that Harper is in her room sulking. But, like, the, the scene before Harper was, like, just fine, excited to go. Like, where did this come from? So I think it's like she's sort of found a new escape and, you know, I don't think the show, I don't know if they're actually playing into it or if they're even doing it particularly well. If they are, it's clumsy. But there is an element of Harper trying to kind of just drown everything out. Right. So I think for this one, it was like she had like a brief moment of happiness and then we didn't see her have the come down where it was like, we're just going to be stuck on the arc again. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... You kind of just see her depressed, and you're like, where did that come from? But I guess you kind of have to infer through a lot of reaching. Yeah. Which we should not have to do. It should be textual for us. Yes. This is, like, on the bottom rung of things that should be textual that we shouldn't have to reach for, like, in the terms of this episode alone. But it's a good example of it. So then Monty says, "This, this seems to be a popular choice with the people that I care about. And I'm like buddy i'm like buddy like loses best friend loses girlfriend kills mom twice like hey when do you think monty's gonna deal with the fact that he killed his mom twice i mean any time now would be great like literally has anyone actually been through more than monty Mm, no 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 like jasper lost Maya, and that was really sad, and that sucked, and I'm on board Jasper's Yeah, I think train. his one contender is Raven. Yeah. But maybe. Raven, like, in terms of, like, recent traumas, Monty murdered his mother. Yeah. And has he had a single moment to deal with that? No. 
Nope. Nope. The show kind of forgot that he killed his mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everything is about the plot and it's not about the characters. Yeah. So Monty's just used as a convenient plot device a lot of the time. And right now it's, uh, he has to be Harper's get a grip friend. Doesn't make sense. If anyone should be upset, it's Monty. (laughs) So he's like, I hope you change your mind. And she says she won't. And I'm like, you garbage head. Um, and then I, I, okay, hang on, hang on. Okay. Cause you and I have a disagreement here. Okay. So you don't like what Harper's doing? No, I do not. Okay. Interesting. You like what Harper's doing? Yeah, I super do. Oh, please explain. I I think it's honest in terms of, like, her arc this season where she built herself up to be, like, a protector of people. She let someone die, and now she's like, we're all going to die anyway, and if we don't, we're going to go back to the arc, so what the hell is the point? It's like a different kind of depression from Jasper's. Okay, but then why... I sure wish she would be like... Hey, Monty, this is what I'm thinking, and I think you should go, because I know that you want to go, and I think that, like, these are all the things that I'm thinking, because communication is important in this relationship, <laughs> and <laughs> and this is the reason why I think you should go, and this is the reason why I'm staying, and so please don't fight, and just go, because I think it's important for you to survive, just like Amori did last episode, where she was like, Murphy, please continue to live, because that's what's important. Yep. You know what I mean? So that I guess that's the only thing that I wish because mm-hmm. because now Monty is stuck there and I'm worried that he's not going to make it back in time and it's her fault. <laughs> First of all, completely valid. Second of all, it is a really awkward position to put Monty in because mm-hmm. it's like either you stay and maybe I'll live or you leave and I'm going to die either way, but you won't know. Yeah. So it is when Monty's talking about how it's she's being a coward i think that's super shitty of monty but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that what monty's feeling is invalid right because a lot of people view someone choosing to die as cowardice and i don't know like that's like a whole different subject to have a discussion on um in terms of like things like self-harm i don't exactly view it as cowardice because the the state that the person who is, you know, suicidal is in is that there's no other way out. That's exactly where Harper is right now. Right. But her decision to do this and not explain it to Monty is inherently selfish. Yeah. And Monty, I think, totally sees that. So that part I totally am following you on. Cool. Okay. So then Harper and Nyla kind of have this goodbye moment and it's interesting like it's nice because Nyla fully respect like she doesn't say are you sure are you you're making a bad decision she just goes okay well mm-hmm. guess I'll guess I won't see you ne- later bye well because she knows like Harper's a grown woman who makes her own decisions yeah. um and then Jaha shows up and is just like P- participation is not optional <laughs> like freaking Nick Jaha over here <laughs> is just going excuse me you're doing it wrong. <laughs> From the ashes, we will rise. <laughs> and you are falling. It's like, I can't understand why any of you would want to die. Even though I was complicit in a system on the Ark that forced people to die. <laughs> and so. also, I taught that murderous robot how to get around <laughs> consent and encouraged coercion. But what? I just don't get it! I don't- What? Huh? Jaha doesn't get it! <laughs> so then, 
ja- or Jasper is like, you can go if you want. Don't even worry about it. And it's just like, nobody goes. Nobody. Like, I expected, like, maybe three people to trickle out, but nobody goes. I really liked Jasper's speech. No, me too. Like, Jasper, Jasper knows what's up. Yeah, he's like, listen, we're here to die. But if you don't want to, dude, you don't have to. Just yeah, go ahead. He's like, and if you don't want to die, you're not in the club. So go <laughs> ahead and get out. So. Thank God he wasn't like that. Like, yeah. legit. Were you getting Harper Jasper vibes from this episode? Um, no. Were you? I mean, there was, like, a few times when, like, Harper showed up and he's like, did you come to say goodbye? And she's like, no. And there's this shot of him where, like, she walks away in the background. He just seems, like, really just tickled pink that she just decided to come be a part of it, you know? And now they're, like, walking around. I don't know. And then, yeah. But anyway... Maybe it's, like, a nice affection that, like, this is someone who loves Monty the way, you know, Jasper loves Monty, or as much as someone loves Monty, you know? I mean, I guess if I was Jasper, which I'm not, um, he, he, I mean, I mean, he doesn't, like, he respects everyone's decision to, like, stay with them, and obviously he wants Harper there, but, like, I feel like it'd be like, listen, bro, we know what Monty did, Monty's gone through a lot, he needs at least one person. Yeah. Maybe turn around. Yeah don't know but either way now they're having this party remember when jasper called harper low-hanging fruit yeah i was gonna bring that up who's Um, laughing now jasper look at harper now (laughs) she's amazing yeah uh and then you know they're having a party the lock the door is locked music (laughs) like they have the guy who's going knock 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 hey they won't let us in and it's the guy who goes my son was five he's five wait so he's back to being a guard I freaking guess so. I don't know. Uh. See, this is what happens when Kane leaves town. Yeah. You give people guns who shouldn't have guns. That my mom brought up was that he's going, if you don't want anyone to get hurt, don't open the door. And that's just like Mount Weather. Yep. And they have a Mount Weather callback in this scene where Monty's just like, we did the exact same thing in Mount Weather. Jasper's going to know. Yeah, the grenades and water. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, I like when they bring things back. Uh, and then they have Harper's gun, and then it's the DNR, do not resuscitate, not Penny's boat. How do you feel thing, about that? We kind of, I mean, like, obviously it's awful, but, like, I love when they do Lost references. <laughs> I just love it. That was it. a pretty, f- that was the most blatant one I think the show has ever done. Yeah, I think it is, too. Yeah. That, it brings me many joys. So, in this scene um, where they are talking to Jaha, mm-hmm. did you see Wells? Not the first time. We had to go back because Callie saw. My sister saw Wells. Because here's the thing. I wasn't even looking for Wells because I thought that was implied. Oh. I thought they just, they had to hit it on like everything Jaha does has to be like right, right spot on. Right on the nose. Like they are going to hold your head into the ground and rub your face in the text. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, honestly, I don't think they needed that. They didn't. Just like they didn't obvious. the Lincoln thing when Kane was talking to Octavia, having this beautiful speech, and then all of a sudden there was like, boom, here's Lincoln's face. Here's how he died. This is brutal. And also, like, that clearly wasn't new footage. That was season one-ass footage. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I really, it really grinds my gears when this show treats us like we're stupid, and I feel like this whole episode treated the audience like they're stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because some of their episodes are, like, so complex that we have to do, like, 15 different headcanons to figure out what the heck's going on. And then but sometimes it's way. just, like, wells. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you're able to, like, read into the text and look at the subtext and have these, like, fun discussions and stuff. And with this and it was, like, here is no subtlety whatsoever. Yeah. Deal with it. I thought it was really weird that he was like, okay, well, put the bomb on the door. And they're like, okay, well, I think I'll set the timer to one minute and 43 seconds. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh that, that's an oddly specific time. Is that not the uh, standard time for bombs, Robin? I freaking guess so. But either way, then then Bellamy's like, you sent them down and now they have a choice. And we're like, yeah, we got it. Uh, and so then they choose to stand down and here's a thing where he says you can't save who you don't who doesn't want to be saved which is a callback to a couple episodes ago about octavia and bellamy yeah and yeah. that's a nice kane throwback but i don't what who's kane actually yeah I don't, mm, what does he even I look like i don't know mm. i've never met him who, who i don't know her dog gif so then bellamy finally makes sense of the fact that they can walk around in the rain he goes it's not black rain but it could be yeah. Also, so, where the hell did they get chem tents from? I have no idea. Well, make sure it's in Bellamy's backpack, okay? Yeah, make sure. It's like a kid. Everyone like, needs to have one. It's like literally before Kane left, he packed Bellamy like a lunch in his backpack, and he's like, "Okay, son. Yeah. Here's all your stuff. Here's your lunch, and here's your chem tent, and you make sure to wear it, and you may wear your coat outside because it's cold. It gets chilly out there. And he's like, "You're not my real dad." And, and sometimes like, deadly. I am your dad. <laughs> I have a question. Is this the same hallway that they all walked down during the flashback where they were all walking to get on the dropship? Yes. Because I thought it looked a lot like it. Yes, it is. Sweet. Then Jaha quotes Buddha and I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And then Bellamy's like, I'm not a quitter and and that they're leaving the rover for them, and Harper and Bellamy hug, and then they have this moment where it, they just have a bajillion callbacks, and it's adorable, and but also sad, because he says, may we meet again, and like almost always people say, we will, and they do. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely another reason why I think Jasper's gonna die, because he says, we won't, and so they won't. No, they're really laying it on thick, like, yeah. this is Jasper's last ride. And then Bellamy respects Ice as whatever the hell you want. But what a nice moment between these characters. Yeah. Because we haven't really had any Jasper Bellamy interaction except for like the last couple episodes, like mm-hmm. with their walk into the woods where Jasper kind of laid out, okay, well, here's where I want to die. Yeah. And Bellamy thought it was ridiculous, but I really like that Bellamy completely respects it. He's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. do what you have to do. Yeah. The next thing is the song that they're playing is called Kill Your Heroes by AWOL Nation. And the only thing that I I noticed, like, with the subtitles is mm-hmm. the lyric, no more destination, no more pain. And so I wanted to take a look at the act- like the rest of the lyrics of this song. Okay. Um, uh, well, I met an old man dying on a train, no more destination, no more pain. Well, he said, one thing before I graduate, never let your fear decide your fate. I say, kill your heroes and fly, fly, baby, don't cry. No need to worry because everybody will die. Every day we just go, go, baby, don't go. Don't worry, we love you more than you know. Uh 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 The sun one day will leave us all behind. Unexplainable sightings in the sky. Well, I hate to be the one to ruin your night right before your, right before your eyes. Chorus. 
uh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> right on the nose, like they always do. Cute. I, I like that kind of on the nose, this, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a jam. So then Monty chooses to stay, but he says he didn't change his mind. He's just there. So, like... Ever the optimist. Is he gonna... If they don't change their mind, is he staying or is he going to leave them? What do you think? My first thought was no. I thought he was going to stay there if they didn't change their mind. And so that's why I was extra mad. But people seem to think that he will leave them if they don't decide to go. Yeah, I think Monty has a really sort of optimistic view of how this is going to go, that he'll be able to talk them out of it. Yeah. Um, I think he'll definitely be able to, like, talk Harper out of it. Um, yeah, I do. I think so, too. Yeah. I do. But I, but don't I hope think he doesn't talk to He doesn't save Riley. <laughs> Boy, bye. Riley can stay there. If freaking Riley makes it to the end of the season and the other characters don't, I'm just gonna laugh. Yeah. Like, it won't even make me mad. I'm just gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, th- I don't think Monty will stay. I think at the last moment... He'll have to make a decision and there'll be, like, the jaunty goodbye. Yeah. Because there was no way they weren't going to have a jaunty goodbye. Ooh, I have a thought. Okay. What if at the jaunty goodbye he gives him the letter that he wrote? Yep. Yep. Because they got to bring it back. So our final storyline is all the stuff that happens in Polis. Miller and Jackson. Are you ready (laughs) to talk about it? Yes. Yes. Um... Okay, here's me and mom's official ship name. Okay. Guard Dock. I like it. It sounds like Guard Dog. It sure does. Yeah. Okay, thoughts, go. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Mostly because Jackson is finally getting something to do other than medical stuff with Abby. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed just because I was really a fan of Jackson, of asexual Jackson as a concept, but, like, I should have known better. Robin, don't be silly. I know. Robin. Robin. I know. I know. It's the CW. I know. They're just the worst. <laughs> even, even, like, canon asexual characters like Jughead Jones the Third, they're like, mm, mm-mm. But what if we ignore that in favor of not doing that? Yep, 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 yep. Cute! <sighs> Anyway, I don't have any characters left. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, that's okay. I also just think it's funny because, like, we know Suchin and Jared are, like, best friends, and so it just, I think, I, like, giggled when it happened. So, like, <laughs> I was half paying attention to this scene because I was too busy spitting nails at my cousin because I was so mad that they completely ignored the Kane and Abby reunion, and I was just ranting my ass off. And then this scene kind of happened and both of us stopped talking and we turned at the TV and we're like, was that gay? (laughs) And like, we were barely paying attention. Like, I think that's how good Jared and Suchin are with their chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, is that- I just love them! Yeah, they looked at each other and I glanced at the TV and glanced back and I was like, wait, what is this now? Mm -hmm. And I, I like it. I like that Jackson is having some kind of personal development- I, controversial opinion, I think that they have way more chemistry than Miller and Brian did. Yes, although, can I just butt in real quick? 
I think they're doing that thing where they're not giving, like, when somebody was in a really, really committed relationship and they're not giving them enough time to get over it. I think they're doing that again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Keep, Keep going. Keep going. The only person who was in a committed relationship that had appropriate amount of grieving time before moving on was Abby. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep. But yeah, I really like it. You know, a lot of people wanted um, Minty yep. and that didn't happen. And that was, that sucked that that didn't happen, which was Monty and um, Miller. Miller, yeah. But I really like this one. I think it's really cool that Jackson's getting a story. You know, Jackson has, it's not a confirmed sexuality. He could be bi, he could be gay, he could be pan, he could be anything. Yeah. But I think it's really neat. And those two actors have such good chemistry. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my gaydar went off and I'm happy about it. Like, I knew, I could tell because I knew that that wasn't Sutton and Jared. I knew it was Jackson and Miller, but also, like, I don't know. I just get, like, I feel like every time it's going to happen, I'm going to be, like, just giggling instead of taking it seriously. I think they like it, though. No, I think they do, yeah. too. I think they probably read it and were just like, <gasps> okay, okay. Like, it's funny because, like, last episode, I was talking about how, like, pick two people in that room, and I'll ship it. And then, like, we didn't bring those two up. But we should have because, um, hello. Can you imagine if we had brought it up and then this happened? Oh, my God. We would have seemed so smart. We would have been heroes. But, yeah, just to ourselves, though. Um, so basically, like, the, the, uh, the plan was, like, I'm gonna drop everybody off. And we're going to drop off all our stuff. And then Miller's going to turn around and go get the last three. Yeah. Because I guess there just wasn't enough room for them. And they needed to haul like a second round of equipment out. Uh, so then Asgeta and Tree Crew are having this whole thing. And they're only going to let Rowan live because that's totally going to work out. No. Okay. Hang the hell on for a second. Okay. What in the hell? What? It makes no sense. That Abby and Kane would have plotted to not tell Clark and the King of Asgeta something. And it also makes no sense that Clark wouldn't know that Indra and Gaia were with Monty and Jahan Kane. Yeah, yeah, It makes no sense that Clark wouldn't know that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, why would Kane leave that out? There's There's no point to leaving that out. And at the same time, Abby and Kane have a point... Because if I have to be locked in a bunker with someone, I am sure as hell going to pick Tree Crew over Asgeta because I don't want to die. Yeah. Tree Crew is more trustworthy than Asgeta. Sorry about it. Sky Crew owes Tree Crew. Yeah. Think how many of Tree Crew Sky Crew has slaughtered. Yep. They, like... And Asgeta. And Asgeta. Because of Sky Crew. Exactly. Tree Crew has suffered at the hands of Sky Crew. The only time that... Tree Crew has gone out of their way to attack Sky Crew was when the kids landed. Uh-huh. And they, like, they caused a whole bunch of issues, and there's, like, the kids landed on land that wasn't theirs, and then started killing people, and, you know, there's this whole colonialism discussion that they talk about a metastation that they do with, um, much more grace, and so it makes a lot, sen- a lot of sense, so go listen to Aaron talk about colonialism, because yep. yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Basically, Sky Crew have always been people who are on land that is not theirs. Mm-hmm. And so Tree Crew has reacted accordingly. And yep. Sky Crew, including Clark, have always found themselves to be above any of the grounder traditions. And then, even like 
they landed on Tree Crew territory, and Tree Crew is just like, okay, well, you get this spot, I guess. And they just have less territory now. Yeah. Yeah. And they set up Arcadia, and Tree Crew showed up with Lexa. Lexa struck an accord with them. Like, it just, so much of what Kane and Abby did actually honors, like, Lexa's original agreement than Clark does with Rowan. Yeah. But then Clark says, we can all live together. And it's like, well, yeah, that, that should be what you did. But right now everyone's at war. Yeah. Just none of this makes sense. If they had just had it so that they get there and as get in tree crew are in the middle of a land battle, which was happening anyway, then the idiot ball would not have had to be passed to Abby and Kane and they wouldn't have looked like complete fools. Yep. Because it makes no sense that two grown-ass adults would scheme like this when they both know that Clark is the person that everyone, like, considers. I just... Mm. <sighs> I hate this scene. I know. So then Echo saves everybody, and everyone gets captured and pushed to the ground. And it sucks because it was snowing. <laughs> and then Roan's like, okay, good work. Uh, bring me Clark. I need to talk to her. <laughs> it's important. Um... And then she's like, please talk with Indra. It's important. Rowan seems quite amiable to suggestions that Clark makes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he has a crush yeah. on her. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, he, he does, man. Like, he totally does. And then uh, he's like, if anyone can convince a bunch of mortal enemies to live together, it's you. When, when else has she done this? I feel like she's done this before. I mean, that's kind of like the whole plot of the show. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like Clark's whole thing. Yeah, it's Clark and Lex's whole thing is, yeah. hey, we're all in this together. I'm not going to do it. Please! No, you set up, you set me up for that one. Maybe. I'm not going to talk <laughs> until you do it. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn it! <laughs> um, I mean, you're the one who has to sit through this. <laughs> But anyway. I can do it if you want. How much did you want? Did you want the full chorus or did you want like I just want the one line. Verses? Oh, okay. I just want the um, one. I can also do the choreography if you'd like. I can't see you though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. like, okay. Are you ready then? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do the choreography. You just can't see it. Okay. Okay. We're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did the clap and everything. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Good. That's a comedy that I want to see, by the way. It's like the Brady Bunch, but with the Grounders and Sky Crew. Uh, so the next time we see this storyline, uh, Clark meets Gaia, and then they go in the bunker, and there are war chiefs in there, and they decide to have a fight, even though there's room for 1,200 people, and they talk mm. about Lexa, and I have a question. Sure. If I have an answer. everyone has a tribute... <laughs> In the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And there's 12,000 spots. 12, and let's say mm-hmm. Luna wins. <laughs> <laughs> Can she go, I would like to invite Sky Crew? Or, like, what if there's there's room? What if Tree Crew wins and there's room? And so they go, I would also like to invite my friends from Sky Crew. Like, are they allowed to do that? I mean, Luna I think- wins and she has to pull a cat again and just live in there forever by herself. This is- that's genuinely why I think Luna's fighting. Yeah. I think that's why Luna's like, you know what? I hate 
every single one of you. Sky Crew drilled into my bone marrow. Yep, yep, yep. Asgeta choked me. I'm not dealing with any of you people. I'm gonna win and sit in that bunker by myself. Yep. And I'm like, I can't blame her. Yep. She can maybe invite Raven. Oh, wait. Don't. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She can invite Murphy Clark... and Amori. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hope they show up in time. <laughs> um, so then Clark's like, sup, Gaia. I know the secret. Also, here's another secret. I'm a Nightblood. And everyone's like, what? That's crazy. And she goes, make me the commander. And I'm like, oh, great. Here's, I'm a, okay. Do you want Commander Clark or do you not? I do not. Okay. Why? Because, okay, like, I know, like, we see all this stuff on Twitter, and I don't think I can talk intelligently about it, Mm -hmm. but um, mostly white savior. Then also, like, it's just like, Clark, take a break, man. Also, like, like what Roan was saying later in the episode, he says she's making a mockery of our, like, she's not taking their faith seriously. That's she's my just saying, objection as I'm well. I'm only doing this, I'm only doing this because we need to, like, not go into war. It, well, exactly. It makes a mockery of faith. And they've already made a mockery of grounder faith already by making them out to be unintelligent Mm-hmm. In Clark's words, savages. And she's not saying, she's not saying, I want to learn about your, your th-. she's saying, you said that the only way I can, we cannot have a war is that somebody becomes a commander. And so I guess I'll do it because I'm the only one who makes sacrifices. And it makes, this has been the problem with Clark since season two. And this is why Lexa was actually really important is Mm -hmm. Clark doesn't discuss her leadership decisions with anyone. No. She just makes these decisions. Freaking Abby walks in and she's like, oh, what's up? And she's like, I made a a decision again. (laughs) And Abby's like, hey, that might kill you. (laughs) Maybe don't do that, you idiot. Yeah. I just, she's like, remember when we took out a thing? What if that's an important thing? Yeah. Like, all of these things is, like, Clark is at her best when she is a leader, but that she has other people around her. And this is, like, how all good leaders are, is you can't just be a singular leader who doesn't confer with other people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. But also, like, she needs to think about, this isn't a monarchy. Like, this isn't a political thing. No. It's a religious thing, and that needs more respect than political stuff. Exactly. And it's like, for me, I am all about the separation of church and state. But Mm -hmm. because that is not how grounder culture works, Clark needs to work within that. Yeah. And so so does all of Sky Crew. All of Sky Crew is guilty of not working within how grounder culture works. Mm -hmm. And Clark thinks she is the only thing that is going to unite all of the clans. And I don't think she is. No, I don't think so either. The only thing, Lexa was the thing that united the clans. We never saw, like, how she did that, but the reality of the canon of the show is that Lexa kept the clans together. Yeah. And Clark is trying to live up to Lexa's legacy, and I can see why it's, like, a noble thing for her to try and do, you know? Yeah. But she did it in a way that was so disrespectful to 
grounders. She made them feel like what they believed and what they thought didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because she was going to come in and take this role from them. And, and she how made Gaia, Gaia look like know. a fool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad, because Rowan is saying what needs to be said. Yeah. He's coming out and being like, this is so disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And he called Clark out on the fact that, you know, even though she fell in love with the Grounder, and even though she lives and works with the Grounder, she still thinks that she is above them in a lot of ways. Yeah. Clark ain't perfect. No, and I I love Clark, and I love that Clark isn't perfect, but this show has done a lot to isolate her as, like, the one leader, and it's not working for me. But it's also nice to know that they know that they're doing that. Yeah. Because Roan's out here being like, um, don't do that. And Abby's like, they know. Can you not? Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up the fact that Clark changes her outfit and her hair. Oh my god. For this. So, like. So good. uh, I mean, but I'm like, uh, where did, where? Probably in her old quarters. Okay, sure. But, like, Um, what a look, by the way. Her Her one Hedda slash, like, um, Flamekeeper look. What a look. They always cut her same hand. Like, I'm like, that poor hand <laughs> always gets cut all the time. Every single one. And then, you know, Gaia takes pieces of her blood and she's like, Simba. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> she, like, pulls her hair back and she's got a scar from the last time she took the flame. And uh, then she says, no choice again, because that's Clark's whole thing. And then Abby comes in and is just like, science. Hey, I, and how stupid was it that, like, they all recoiled and they're like, like, and it's like, <laughs> gross. But Abby was like, yeah, um, that's a bad idea. Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Um, and then, you know, Gaia's just absolutely appalled at what just happened. Poor Gaia. Just, just grossed out. And they're like, we gotta have a freaking conclave so that there are, are, is one death instead of a thousand. And I'm like, guys, Prime is coming <laughs> More than a thousand people are gonna die. Do you, I think it's like low key character development that they were like, um, well, instead of killing a bunch of people, what if we only killed like twelve? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I guess that's progress. Yeah. Um, and then you know Clark lays out the rules. It's the entire city. It's no guns, no time limit, and like pretty much the last person. And I'm like. This is literally the Hunger Games. Hunger Games! Yay! It, but, it, like, literally. I just shook my boobs, like, in that gif of Soviet e- Yeah, Pharaoh. I remember you <laughs> tweeting that gif, yeah. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of excited about it. Me too, because, like, I love Hunger Games. Yeah. I think <laughs> but I'm also, like, copycats. Cool. But it's, like, it's one of those things where I don't mind that it's a copycat. Oh, another thing is that... Roan says, will you fight or will you burn? Which is, like, pretty much the whole thing of the episode. It's, like, you can fight or you can burn. And sometimes, like, you have, like the people who are doing DNR have chosen to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Octavia's back, and she has Helios, and she's just surrounded by flame keepers. And guess what? What? Them flame keepers had tattoos on their head. But they, they were tinier. They all looked like Titus. <laughs> yeah, but they were tinier. So, like... Titus is, like, number one flamekeeper. But then they were all bald. And so Gaia's, like, the only one who's, like, not. Kate, 
Here's the thing is like Gaia is the ultimate flame keeper because she has the best and only hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the best part is that they're like, oh, hey, stop Octavia. And she comes in and she's like, uh, I'm, I'm here for the war. Can anyone point me in the direction of the war, please? You know, <laughs> you know that one moment in Arrested Development when Buster is showing off these stuffed animals that he has and his mother's like, what is that? And he's like, these are my awards mother from ARMY. <laughs> that's Octavia. I mean, no, but that sounds great. <laughs> that's Octavia. She's like, I'm here for the war. But I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, she sees Bellamy and she's like, um, I'm not here for you. I'm here because I like fighting people. I'm actually, I'm here to get some more eyeliner and to murder people and I already got my eyeliner. So, guess what time it is. It's murder time. Also, did Octavia even know about the conclave or is she just here like, yeah, I, I just assume people are killing each other. I'm here to I help. think the last one. <laughs> Unless she, like, saw somebody at the, like, front gates and they were like, oh, you'll never guess. Everyone's decided to do a conclave. And she's like, oh, sweet. She's like, yes, I don't really feel an allegiance to Sky Crew, but I'm going to fight for Sky Crew. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got some friends. So whatever. So looking towards the next episode, you've got Luna, Ilian, uh, Octavia, and Rowan. But I didn't Sorry, see Ilian. But- Is Ilian there? Yeah. Oh. But, uh, um... He didn't come in, in with the, Octavia. He's in the promo. Okay. Um... Octavia's not gonna win that fight. No, and I... Honestly, I don't want her to. No. I don't want her to die, but I don't want her to win, either. Octavia has been training for... Wo- How long have they been on the ground now? Six months? Yeah, maybe. These other people have been training their entire lives. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that Octavia's good, but... To be honest... Rowan and Luna are gonna come out of that one. Yeah, I thought Rowan was gonna have Echo Echo fight for him, and I really wanted, um, like, I mean, I love Tazia, but I thought it would be really cool if Octavia killed Echo in the Conclave, um, mm-hmm. because then it would be, like, a parallel or a contrast to when Echo killed Octavia. Hell Octavia. yeah. And I thought that would be really cool, but I guess maybe that's not happening. I don't know. Just in terms of body count, like, it's gonna be interesting to see who does what, the scene that I want to see the most is Echo finding out that she's not fighting for us, <laughs> Yeah. Be like, hang on, what? He's like, no, I'm going, I'm better than you. <laughs> She'll be like, uh, okay. So I guess we're finally getting the battle that they promised in 402 and then never followed up with. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd Sweet. Be cool. Uh, now it's time for our segment. So my first segment is called the post-apocalyptic sass watch. There wasn't a whole lot of sass in this episode. So instead I just chose, um, two lines of dudes being like real smooth to their ladies <laughs> and so um number one goes to monty green for most beautiful thing i've ever seen Almost. and honorable mention goes to uh john murphy for who needs food when you have love right Ah. Uh, oh that was my favorite line too just for the record those are my two those are my two boys my boys yeah um, and my segment is called CGSW, the Clark Griffin shower wash. Clark didn't take a shower, but she got a new look and, yeah, she uh, got her hair done. Mm-hmm. super into it. Yeah. Uh, in a big way. Like it. Happy about it. 
Uh, yes, my queen. second segment is called the Most Valuable Protagonist Award. Uh, there were a lot of protagonists this episode, <laughs> um, but I decided to give it to Bellamy for letting people have a choice. My final segment is the Marcus Kane Beard Appreciation. What beard? Yeah, what beard? What Ooh. reunion with Abby where the beard would be in close proximity to her face? Nope. Hmm. Good beard in terms of beard being shoved into the snow, I guess. Yeah. And then disappearing the rest of the episode. Uh-huh. Good job, everybody! And our last segment is called the Roan and Echo Makeup Hour. Uh, they were both in the episode, but neither of them were wearing makeup. But I feel faced. like Roan's beard got a trim and it looks real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roan looks clean. We would also like to <laughs> announce a brand new segment that we are going to be doing now uh, that we're really excited for. Uh, and it's um, it's literally us uh, doing a Mad Lib. <laughs> but the 100 style. Yep. So I have this like giant thing of Mad Libs that I bought years and years and years and years ago. I've maybe used two of them because I have this problem with things being permanent. Like give me a sticker and I'm like, uh, this is a good sticker. I don't want to ruin it. You know, me when I, when I get a sticker, I have to buy five versions of the same sticker so I don't run out of the sticker. Yep. 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 So I've got a Mad Lib here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay, so are you ready, Brittany? I'm totally ready. Okay, first name, male. Uh, Bellamy. Bellamy. First name, female. Abby. Abby. Noun. Helios. Helios. Article of clothing, plural. Pants? Pants. Part of the body. Uh, <laughs> index finger. Index finger. Noun. Um, frick. Frick? <laughs> ha ha ha. What about Clark's coat? Clark's coat. Yep. <laughs> Part of the body, plural. Ooh, um, toes. Toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name of person in room, or I guess last name of person. What would you like to do? Like any person in the show? Yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Kane. Kane. Adjective. Mmm. Pretty. Pretty. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Um, horrible. Horrible. (laughs) Plural noun. Um, trees. Trees. (laughs) Noun. Um, candle. Candle. I'm just naming objects. Like, for nouns, I'm like, objects. Adverb. Disgustingly disgustingly <laughs> noun uh polis wait i will no it's not like a proper noun so no just regular arc arc adverb okay okay how about slowly slowly is great okay uh ad- adjective adjective 
Cute. Cute. Only two left. Okay. Plural noun. Plural noun. Um. Tablets. Tablets. And noun. Nightblood. Nightblood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is our Mad Lib for oh this God. episode. This is going to be it's so called, unintelligible. It's called Promos. Newspaper critics agree that Bellamy and Abby are a comedy Helios that will knock your pants off. It will tickle your funny index finger, the Washington <laughs> Clark's coat. Two toes up. Ebert and Kane. A smart, pretty, and horrible comedy. You not only laugh, but it brings tr- trees to your eyes. <laughs> the New Orleans Times Candle. A disgustingly funny half-hour arc slowly acted by a cute cast of all-star tablets, the Chicago Sun Nightblood. Wow. That's it. That was a mess. I had a good time. Uh, That was great. I think the thing we learned from that is that I've forgotten all grammar rules. Yeah. Um, should we, do you want to talk about our Louisa interview, or do you want to do the trailer first? Okay, send it to me. Uh, let's do trailer first, because I'm already looking it up. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Okay, call it. Three, two, one, go. Aw, the Blakes are back together. Look, see, there's- Okay, so is that- Yeah. That's like- Is that the whole group of people who are doing it? Yeah, those are all the tributes. Okay. You got this. So it was like that guy- Oh. Luna's like, I hate y'all. No one will be safe. Okay. 13 will battle. 13. I mean, it is the Hunger Games. Look at Rowan. See, there's Ileana at the end. Yeah. I- I need to watch that again. One sec. Okay, we've got... Let me just take a look at... Okay, Ilian, Roan, random guy. Luna, random guy. Okay, so this is the tree crew guy. So Indra's not... No. Playing. It's the guy who is just like, yeah, totes. Yeah, he was the guy who was sassing Roan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, also, when okay, did they fine. get time to make all of these, like, necklaces and signs? Like, someone was really prepared for this. Yeah. I love how Luna's like, you're all gonna die. Oh, Echo's pissed. Luna's done with life. Echo's like, I don't get to play. Echo's so upset. Okay, yeah, so this whole Luna thing, like, yeah, okay, got it. She's done. Like, they yeah. broke Luna. Um... Finally, we have another announcement. I know that we said that we were going to interview Louisa on April 21st, but unfortunately she wasn't feeling well. And so we will now be interviewing Louisa on May 7th. So you have more time to get your questions in. So let's make sure we ask some real good questions regarding this episode. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about Amori and I think everyone does. Yeah. And they're all good because Amori's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm seeing Bob on Sunday. Yes, you are. Robin is going to a convention in Calgary. Just to see Bob. And she's going to meet Bob again. I'm going to see Bob again. He'll remember us, probably. I mean, if you mention that you brought such in Reese's Puffs, he probably will. 
Yeah, we'll be like, remember we brought you cookies and also a seatbelt? Yeah, oh yeah. We're Robin, gonna bring it again. You should tweet out the picture of you guys in that picture because Bob really enjoyed that one. It's uh, it's my cover photo. Oh, okay. We'll go to Robin's Twitter and you'll see the picture that she took yeah. with Bob and Richard where they recreated the scene where they lower themselves down with seatbelts. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. And uh, we now have a Lost podcast. The first episode is out. We talk about the first two episodes of Lost. And uh, if this goes up before Saturday, then Saturday is when the second episode with the third and fourth episode of Lost in it. Uh, But if this is after Saturday, you can listen to it now. Listen, I'm going to Hawaii. I don't know when I'm going to be able to finish editing it, but I have a seven hour plane ride. So we're going to try really hard. You can follow us on Twitter at, at theafficionados. You can tweet us at anything you'd like to discuss, talk to us about, point out that we missed, or rage with us about this week. Yeah, now we'll, we're starting to do this thing where if you tell us something smart, we will uh, shout you out. Yeah, we're going to put your smart thoughts straight in the podcast because they are all so good that they cannot just be contained to Twitter. Yeah. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash theafficionados. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. We would greatly appreciate anything you would like to donate if you like the nonsense that we provide for you. We also now have a Tumblr. It's uh, theafficionados.tumblr.com. And that is also our website. And Robin wrote an article on our Tumblr. So it's finally should, up. It's, you should go uh, read my, it. My 21 Pilots article. And uh, pretty much I just pick uh, the 100 character for each song from 21 Pilots' most recent two albums and i'm actually pretty proud of it i think that they fit pretty nicely and there's like examples of lyrics and stuff and yeah listen along or just read it doesn't matter i mean i'm biased but the pics for kane and abby slash cabby were amazing (laughs) great (laughs) just thought i'd let you know um you can follow me on twitter at at britannia that's b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And I also run at The 100 Script. We tweet every line of The 100. We are currently in the middle uh, of the season finale of season two at the time of recording. (laughs) Um, Join us next week where uh, we will be discussing episode 410, Die All, Die Merrily, slash The Hunger Games. Yep. Yay! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Bye, bye, bye! Bye, love you the most! Love you.